For 15 years, I've been obsessed to find out what was going on inside of him. It's been my life work and my ultimate failure. This force, this thing that lived inside of him came from a source too violent, too deadly for you to imagine. It, it grew inside him, contaminating his soul. It was pure evil. What makes you think he'll come back here? This house is sacred to him. He has all his memories here. His rage! Mrs. Strode, I beg of you, don't let your family suffer the same fate that Laurie and her daughter suffered. Jamie, I... I, I thought that... She's been found outside Haddonfield. Stabbed! What should I do? I, I've written it all down for you, but you haven't a moment to lose. Mrs. Strode, Michael Myers has come back to Haddonfield to kill. Hey everybody, welcome to the 13th episode of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. I'm your host, Horgai Keenan, here to chill you to the bone with some great news and information. Although there's not much of that this month. Uh, since it's the month right before Halloween, I thought I'd bring Kenny Caperton back on the show to tell us about his uh, new movie, Honey Spider, that's coming out next month. Um, it looks to be really cool. I got to get a, a little sneak peek of it. And talk to him about uh, that, including his replica of the Michael Myers house and a bunch more, uh, including the uh, sad passing of Wes Craven. Um, So, yeah, let's just take it away. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Kenny Caperton, to the show. Hey, how's it going, Keenan? It's good to talk to you. Yeah, man, you too. You've been pretty busy this last year. Or I guess, what, three years, you said earlier? <laughs> yeah, three, four. I, I can't even remember when I started writing this movie. Yeah. Uh, for all you guys that don't know, uh, Kenny and, uh, was it Josh Hasty? Yeah, Josh Hasty. he's the director. Yes, directed, and then you wrote and produced this film called Honey Spider. Correct, yes. Uh, a very, uh, it, it, what I, I got to screen the movie the other day. It almost feels like this great combination of the love for Halloween mixed with a true horror story. You know, like a lot of them kind of like teeter on that, like, well, it's this is Halloween. It's kind of be more for not for kids, but just not as gory. And it's in one category. And then you have your Halloween horror films. And that's in another category. This one, like, kind of mends the, the two together in this kind of fun way. Um, Thank can, you. Yeah. Kenny, I want to ask you, where did you get the idea uh, for the name? Honey Spider. Um, the name Honey Spider, of course, is um, I'm a crazy Smashing Pumpkins fan. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been my first love forever, and they have this um, track from I think 1989. It's one of their early B sides. Yeah. 
and it's called Honey Spider. Um, and I've always loved that title uh, for the you know for the song. And then I had this idea um, when I wrote this movie, and I was trying to come up with some sort of name for it. And um, and I always go to the Smashing Pumpkins for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that title, and I was like, Wow! I think that would I mean that would be a great great interesting title. I think that this sort of gets people's attention. And then through that title. Um, a little bit of that sort of worked its way into the script as well, so it influenced okay. the story. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so like thinking about the the, the title and like kind of got, like kind of put images in your head and really kind of brought forth what kind of came out in the film. Yeah, it really did. It it, it brought on a whole um, new level of inspiration when I was in the middle of the writing the script, which was which was awesome. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, so we have the, well the story uh, centers around Jackie Blue. And she's a girl, it's kind of like, kind of a troubled girl going to school. Uh, and, like, this trouble looms around her from every corner. And there's, I, all right, I don't want to spoil the movie or anything like that. But <laughs> check out the trailer. Um, what, how, how, what kind of, what goes into making a production like this with so many Halloween elements? Like, I've noticed each shot you guys carefully picked to kind of keep, like, uh, vintage Halloween decorations over here or, like, putting, you know, uh, the Monster <laughs> Mash and getting the rights to those songs. Like, it seems like it was, like, almost a, a love project. Absolutely. I mean, when I, you know, this was my first full-length feature movie that I wrote, and, you know, one of my biggest obsessions is obviously the Halloween franchise, but also the season as well and everything that you know the fall mm-hmm. encompasses halloween decorations and, right. and everything pretty much i mean yeah absolutely 100% of all the decorations you see in honey spider out of are from my personal collection oh wow <laughs> cuz i've been i've just collected vintage halloween stuff forever mm-hmm. and when i wrote this movie i knew it had to take place on halloween and that was a huge thing for me is that i wanted the movie to really feel like it was um, it was taking place on that day, and and I love movies that center around Halloween, but sometimes I feel like it's just, it, I mean, I mean, I guess it is a gimmick, but in a lot of movies they just throw that in there, but they don't really, they just don't capture the spirit of Halloween, and that was to me one of the most important things, besides obviously the story, but the backdrop, and I want it to really feel like, um, that you were following this girl on Halloween day, so. I I did all the production design as well, so I okay. meticulously <laughs> put up um put up all the decorations and stuff like that. And we went out of our way. I mean, it was hard enough to get a crew together to film this um to film this because it was on a micro budget. We basically had no money to do this at all. Okay. And um, but we were still able to fill it um to film it in North Carolina at the peak of fall at the very beginning nice. of November. So that kind of added. You know, atmosphere. It, it was funny. I, I noticed a scene where she's walking down a sidewalk, and literally on each end of the sidewalk is full of uh, fall leaves. And I wasn't sure if, in like old uh, John Carpenter fashion, <laughs> if you guys literally just poured a bag of leaves on the ground, or if those were no, <laughs> we didn't have the budget or the time or the manpower to do something like that. But yeah, yeah, I think you're. T- um, we um we shot like the the opening um credits was filmed around the super historic building in Hillsborough. It's one of the, like the oldest, I think, structures in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we I went out there like the week before to check on the location and they were about to mow <laughs> all of the leaves oh, and man. I like I screamed at the guys I was like no I was like no don't mow any of these leaves we're about to film here in a week so we had a good you know week of um just these huge oak trees just uh, yeah build up of leaves and throughout the movie um when, when she's walking there's leaves blowing in her face and it looks like we have this like big you know fan on the side doing this whole production but it's uh-huh. it's all natural all of it wow so i was gonna ask you um not getting too detailed into the story of the movie there's a part where you there something goes in to actors or actresses mouth <laughs> <laughs> i I literally, I, I don't take too many gag takes when I watch a movie, <laughs> but I literally had to like close my face with my hands and move away because it was just so graphic oh, to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really gnarly, and it's surprising because that's um when I wrote that, um, it's just typically something that I wouldn't write. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more, uh, I don't know, it's kind of gruesome and just hard to watch type type stuff, but um. But I mean, I mean, I love you know a lot of hardcore horror as well. But right. I was really happy how you know how that turned out. It is a moment you know watching that in, in theaters and screenings where the whole audience just kind of cringes and like, can hear no. everyone. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it turned out it turned out great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you if you see the cover of the movie, you might have an idea what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> God. So the film comes out October sixth correct yeah uh and now is that just online or is that everywhere um the distribution company is handling all of that um Mm -hmm. and they're in communication more with josh than me um and i don't know they're they're not giving us like all like feeding us all the information that i would like but from my understanding you know october 6th you're you'll pretty much be able to get it anywhere online on dvd um well not anywhere but it's on amazon best buy you know all the big websites which, which is to me is just incredible it's absolutely yeah. amazing um you know this little story i wrote in my bedroom that you can get it on you know best buy it's, it's right crazy to me but um but yeah we're hoping that it's going to be in some stores they said they've never had a problem getting something you know in walmart and stuff like that which i i still just can't wrap my head around <laughs> your movie's There's gonna be a walmart possibility you could just walk into walmart and get the movie but yeah um yeah as of right now it, it's it's just online we don't have any you know stores announced where you can actually go in and get it but we're mm-hmm. hoping in the next couple of weeks that'll that'll um, start rolling out we'll start you know get some sort of idea where people can actually you know go to a store and buy it right because i have to have that experience right yeah you just have <laughs> to go movie, buy your you know? own movie you know i already have like 50 copies of it but i still i'm still gonna <laughs> have to go to walmart and i'm and, and it's funny. I'm hoping it's in one of those like shitty DVD rummage bins. Right. Yeah. You, your your movie comes out and automatically goes to that bin. <laughs> I would be I would be completely fine with that. I'll just, I'll just rummage through the the bin and just put them all on the top. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're two for five dollars, so I just bought my movie twice. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited though. So, all right, and then on top of all of this, uh, you have your annual Halloween bash. And Correct. this is happening. This is what the seventh year. Yeah, this is the seventh annual Halloween party we had. We've had it every year we've lived in the house, which is I can't believe that that much time has went by already. Yeah, and for you listeners at home, if you don't know and you didn't listen to the last time Kenny was on the show, Kenny has a replica of the Michael Myers house 
in North Carolina. And yeah, I'm that crazy, that crazy guy. Yeah, and fans can go there and, you know, with permission can shoot, you know, like fan films or that's happened before, right? Yeah, we've shot, um, I think there's been like three or four Halloween fan films um, that have shot here. And luckily enough, they're some of the best, if not the best Halloween fan films out there. These guys put a huge amount of effort. I mean, we're talking full-length feature indie productions, fan films. And, and, you know, a lot of people think they, you know, they suck. But, you know, if you're a fan of Halloween and you're waiting, you know, how many years, seven or eight years for another sequel, I mean, they're fun to... to, um, just to watch. I was I posted the other day this fan film called Legends Two. Mm-hmm. It's a full length feature fan film of Shot at Mouse. It, it already has like a half a million views wow. on on YouTube, which is insane to me that that many people have watched a fan film. But and have watched your house nonetheless. Yeah, well, I don't even <laughs> like to talk about. It. <laughs> that makes me nervous. Yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's pretty bizarre how many people um. You know, know about my house, but hey, I, I have so much fun with it, man. We've I've met so many incredible people, and yeah, and this year Halloween is on a Saturday. Yeah, so so we're having our big Halloween bash on on Halloween night, um, and I set up a huge ten by twenty foot movie screen. Mm-hmm. And this year we're sh- showing a uh, season of the witch. Oh, which awesome. people are probably gonna kill me for. I don't get the hate behind this. I I, I just had Emily on my last show, and she just she talked about how much she hates that movie compared to all the other Halloween movies. Because well, it's coming around. Like in in the horror world, in the past like three or four years, it's like the Halloween three fans are they're they're not taking any more shit. They're kind right. of like speaking up for themselves and convincing people that it's not as bad as one would think. Yeah, I saw uh, Tom Atkins was at a convention here not too long ago, and I was talking with him, and I was just like, oh, you know, it's like probably my favorite Halloween movie, and he just kind of like gave me like the weird eye, like, really? You said that? <laughs> I mean, I honestly feel the same way. I, I think the original, and then maybe Halloween three is my next favorite one. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't just not like the first Carpenter. Like, that builds the structure for everything, you know? And then, Absolutely. yeah, and just the, for some reason, those three masks, like, they stick with me. They resonate Halloween more than I than anything like I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that's the thing with me. And I think that's why you get it too, Keenan. It's because we're both, like, just crazy fans of the season. And mm-hmm. there's just something about that movie that just takes it to a level, you know, it just captures the season in a fun kind of... I don't know, just through the costuming and and just the the colors and yeah, showing the you know the season around the world and stuff like that. And it just there's something about that movie that just works. Yeah, the ending shots of just all the the kids trick or treating around the world and stuff and the sun the sunset like yeah, it's, just, it's perfect. That one montage is just incredible. Uh huh. <laughs> does in that movie? Yeah. Anytime I play that song in the, in the house, I get yelled at for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing that at the Halloween party. People oh, yeah. love that song, though. As, no, as annoying as it is to a lot of people, every time, you know, it's, like, cranked it up, like, people just start singing it and laughing. Uh-huh. It's funny. Did you, did you get around to seeing that somebody got proposed to in, in Michael Myers' mask right around the uh, the original house? Yeah, right around the, um, yeah, where they were walking in South Pasadena. Yeah. He was around the corner. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. And I'm wondering if he is officially the first person to get a proposal with a mask on. <laughs> 
I wonder. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that's pretty ballsy for a girl. Most girls would be like, "Oh, come on, really?" Yeah. I mean, she was wearing the bell bottom. She was dressed like Lori. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. If, if I would have proposed to to my Emily like that, she would have just been like, "Oh, come on, Kenny, really, like, really?" <laughs> like we live in the house, man. Like like do we need to keep to to go this far? But right. yeah, last um Halloween we had a couple get married at the house, which was incredible. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Now, did you guys do it, like, on the doorstep? Yeah, we did it, um, just like me and Emily did it. We did it kind of, um, out in front of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, and my friend who dresses up like, uh, Michael Myers every year for my Halloween party, he has an awesome costume. He kind of walked her down the aisle. Oh, wow. (laughs) But it was a small wedding. There was just a handful of us, but but it was fun. It was a beautiful day, and and they're huge Halloween fans from, um, West Virginia, and they come here. Um, they've been coming, I think, the past three years to my Halloween party, so. Man, that's awesome. So now they're coming back this year to celebrate their anniversary. <laughs> that's, I wonder if, yeah, that'll be, like, the trip every year now, like, we're going yeah. by Kenny and Emily's. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just let them, you know, it's like, your anniversary, you guys got married here, like, my home is your home. And that's the way I feel with all, you know, all Halloween and horror fans on Halloween night when I'm throwing my party. Like, mm-hmm. my house you know, is your house. I mean, don't destroy it or get wasted and tear up my bushes or anything. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but I love having people out here, man, and, and being able to share it with, um, Instinct, with everyone. Yeah, and it, apparently, yeah, so you've always had people respect your place, right? You never had, like, that uh, one drunken hooligan? I really, I mean, every now and then we'll have someone that's a little kind of you know, past the limit on Halloween, and they're just right. kind of annoying. But you know, we haven't had anyone, um, you know, like Halloween or any time during the year who, who has like done anything stupid. Well, actually, I think someone stole our street sign one year on Halloween. Oh, that's a shame. Which was kind of annoying, but you know, right? It, tricks and treats, I guess. Yeah. Well, hopefully, nothing bad happens this year, and you guys have a great time, and it's hopefully bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if, if it gets much bigger, I don't know, <laughs> I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do. But this year, I'm really excited. There's this there's this 80s slasher film called The Mutilator, and mm-hmm. it's one of I think two slasher films that and Final Exam that were filmed here in North Carolina. Okay. And throughout the past couple of years, I've gotten to know um, the Mutilator uh, director, Buddy Cooper. And this year, we're showing The Mutilator, and we're having um, I think the biggest Mutilator reunion. Um, at the house, and, and, uh, it, and the movie's never been released on DVD or um, or Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and um, it's coming out. I think the right at the beginning of November. So at my house will be the first ever screening of the 2K restoration of that film. Which oh is, wow! Yeah, which is is amazing. So I'm really happy to do that to be able to kind of uphold the North Carolina film. horror film classics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fun, um, you know, if, if you dig those kind of obscure 80 slasher films, definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. It's got one of the best VHS covers you'll, like, ever see. <laughs> the Mutilator. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. And that's, like, the best name, too, The Mutilator. Yeah, I just picked up Final Exam from Scream Factory not so long ago. Oh, really? Now, yeah, yeah. Now, is uh, Mutilator, is that being brought out by them, or is it another company? Um, It's, uh... Arrow, Arrow. Oh, okay. In it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, they I mean, they're, yeah, they're doing stuff. an awesome release of it. So something also you guys might may or may not know about Kenny. You also work with Rob Zombie uh, from time to time. Yes, it's true. I I did work for a long, for Rob Zombie, but I no longer work for Rob Zombie. Now, what happened with that? <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean it, it's all good. So for the, I mean for the past decade on and off, I've been working for Rob um, mainly for Sherry. Uh huh. Um, I ran her, you know, her clothing line, which I know you are a big fan of. Definitely, yeah. Um, and different stuff, which which was amazing. I mean, I started that a a decade ago. Right. It was, and... it was a very cool little niche group of us that were kind of getting Sherry stuff off the ground, men and female stuff, you know, and yeah, 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 for sure. And then you know, and and when I because. God, over a decade ago, I started SherryMoonZombie.net, which uh-huh. was the like one of the only websites um, out there kind of talking about her. And this was right after um, House of a Thousand Corpses came out, mm-hmm. so it kind of built up a bunch of like momentum. And that's how I sort of came into working with her. I started doing promotions for her, and I was kind of her um, sort of her outlet to reach her fans and then i started taking over all of her official websites and i started helping out rob and throughout rob zombies halloween it was just me and rob releasing all that information because a lot of that information back in 2007 broke on the wonderful myspace ah (laughs) that was uh yeah and that was me and rob but um but so anyway and then and then things kind of with sherry she ended the clothing line Mm -hmm. and and she, you know she's getting older. She's been doing this for I think like twenty five years with Rob. So she's kind of just you know wanted to to just be with her family and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. Weren't doing a whole lot of stuff through SherryMoonZombie.com dot com and um, and stuff anymore. But mm-hmm. then Rob announced that they were doing thirty one, and they didn't have anyone because it's a really small movie, and they didn't have anyone doing the behind the scenes stuff. So uh-huh. we kind of you know put it out there and we offered uh to do it me and uh josh hasty who is the you know the director of honey spider yeah he really he really wanted to do it more than me because that's what josh does um, uh-huh. like he is he wants to you know he's a filmmaker and that's what he wants to do as a career so it, it would have been a great opportunity for him and i was like you know why not you know go to los angeles and uh-huh. for a couple months and be a part of 31 that's you know that sounds amazing definitely but i was just kind of at the beginning of the year and i've been doing honey spider for years and i and i've just been completely burned out so i i wanted to take a break but then this opportunity came mm-hmm. so so me and josh we packed up our bags and went to to la and we started shooting um because we did, you know, we we were there like before Rob even got to LA. Actually, we were kind of waiting for him to get there. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> and we were going to shoot um, all of pre-production and everything, everything through post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got there, and then, and it, I shot for about a week or so, and then all of a sudden, just as I feared, the, as I like to call it, the Hollywood bullshit started happening. Uh, and that, um, did it loom in the back of your head while you were there for a little bit too? Like, did you feel it early on? Well, well, I mean, no, it started off good because it was, I mean, it was literally me, Josh, Rob, and a handful of people. Okay. And then, you know, the producers stepped in, you know, and then more producers and more producers, and they were, you know, having a really hard time finding locations. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, a week before they were supposed to film, and they literally had maybe two or three people cast for the film. I mean, oh, it was wow. crazy. So, so it, it just... The environment got really intense really fast and these in and you know i've worked for them for a decade yeah <laughs> and they and the guys who normally do this sort of behind the scenes job or they're just kind of young just hired guns 
They come in there. They come in there. They don't know the director or anything like that, uh-huh. and they're just supposed to shut their mouths and shoot, right? You know, for for two months straight. And that's just not what I was there to do. You know, uh-huh. I mean, I was there to work hard and you know and do my job, but at the same time, we were not getting paid like anything. Oh you wow! Know? So it was <laughs> so a love I, labor I, kind of thing, and you were already yeah. kind of tired. Yeah, it was a love, you know, absolutely. You know, I wanted to go in and help and be a part of it. And and I just come from this indie world, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm just, it's just, it's just not my thing. Like, it, it was just this total hierarchy, all these egos, uh-huh. and I was just, I'm out of here, man. So, really? so Josh, he stuck it out, and um, and he shot the whole thing. And I and I'm not sure he might be editing it now. Um, okay. But, but yeah, but it's it's a huge project for him. He's put a ton of work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish the absolute best for him, and, and I hope 31 turns out amazing. But I'm really excited because I do love Rob Zombie's work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a fan of like House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and stuff. But uh-huh. but I'm happy that he's shooting. You know, he's back to shooting something on Halloween, which I think everyone's really excited. It's an original thing he's come up with. Right. And uh, yeah, so so I'm happy that I'm kind of like you know, not in the, in the core of it. So I can kind of enjoy it as a fan on the outside. Right. <laughs> and yeah. not have to go through this like tormented, like two months and be like, Oh fuck this movie, man. Right. So, yeah, but yeah tor- so, so, so that's sort of what happened, but, um, is, are, is everybody still on good terms? Well, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, they, cause I, I have a pretty strong, like, I can get pissed off pretty well, but I didn't let it get to that point. That's good. So I, I just kind of told the producers, I'm out, and I left. Um, and I was going to leave it up to Rob if he wanted to come to me, you know, or at all. Right. And, of course, he didn't. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, which, you know, it's kind of sucked, because, you know, I've helped them out for, you know, for a decade. So Definitely. But, uh, and, I mean, have you, now, would you say you were more, like, close with Sherry than Rob, or was it kind of the same? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was closer for sure with Sherry, and you know, and 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 I'm and I'm not working for her anymore either. So. Right, and ha- and I haven't spoke to her as well. So wow, so that was just kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, that's the thing, man. When you're dealing with like mega millionaires, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. But yeah, you know, but it's all good. That's so. good as as long as you're happy, you know. Or it's kind of like, and I'm. Gl- yeah, it takes yeah. a lot to take, you know, step back from something like that because sometimes those. Not saying that you were getting paid, but those dollar signs do sway people, you know. Yeah, I mean that's what I like to tell people. It's like, like to me, it's all good. You know, I'm I'm totally happy with you know because I'm just at this point in my life where I'm making decisions on what I want to do, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of like filmmakers indie filmmakers and all these people their their goal their goal is always i want to go to hollywood and that's what i want to do mm-hmm. and it's like but but my advice to them is where do you feel comfortable and where you know what is the type of movie you want to make you know do you right. want it to be a collaborative effort you know a small crew and everyone kind of has their ideas and pitches in you know, and makes the best of it, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's kind of the world that I live in, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of a, like, you know, I take things seriously and I work hard, but it's just, it, just the Hollywood world and the, and the egos and it's just, it's just not my thing at all. Right. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, I'm, I'm a fan first. That's what I tell people. And you can't be a fan in Hollywood, you know? Right. Yeah. It's you'll get like eaten you're alive. there to step over people and, you know, and just, kiss ass everyone and kind of 
I don't know. Yeah, you, just... you almost lose a part of you because you're trying to give in so much to make something so great. And in the end, is it really worth it? You know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and some people it is. I mean, you know, if, if your entire world is all you can do is make film, you know, then, sh- you know, shoot for the stars. But, you know, for me, it's just, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm a fan and I'm, I'm such a crazy fan that I decided to make movies. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, I mean, I wrote this movie, Honey Spider, in my bedroom and we shot it for nothing and we got a worldwide distribution deal. Yeah, so it's that- to me, that is, that is, I mean, that's like, the limit for me that's amazing so yeah it's that kevin smith quote where he's just like you can do it it's not that hard if you have the gumption and you want to do it you can do it and it won't cost you in an arm and a leg you know like it might cost yeah. you a little bit but you know absolutely you can get yeah, it out I mean, there absolutely but but now it's kind of, i can kind of like breathe and you know i have no more projects going on and i can kind of just enjoy you know the like tales from you know the the Tales of Halloween movie. I'm really excited for that. Yes. And kind of, you know, just enjoy stuff. Why not? Because that's what I, I mean. Obviously, I live in a life size replica of the Myers house. I'm a crazy. <laughs> I'm a crazy fan, and I I just don't want to lose that love and passion for film. And yeah. in the past year, especially at the end of last year, I started you know really losing. I mean, I could really feel my love of of films like kind of going away. You know, because you sort of get in this whole world and it just kind of sucks the life out of you and i just i hated that feeling yeah you don't want to become a project you know you still want to be you know that thing that you loved when you started yeah to me it's like once it becomes a job and you're doing someone else's stuff and you know and and it's just kind of a paid gig it's just you know unless you can pick and choose or you're just passionate about filmmaking you just like being with other people and just shooting whatever Mm -hmm. but um well, that's great, and that's why I always give you props that you know you took the 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 same architecture of the Myers house and built it in North Carolina, like not upstate Hollywood, not you know somewhere <laughs> in California. Like it's just like you know to me, this is kind of where I feel Halloween truly resonates from, you know. And you see it in the photos and the you know the atmosphere that you guys have Thank out there, you. you know. Yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of facades of the Myers house being built. Um, actually, there's this huge haunt here, Woods of Terror. I gave them part of my blue, blueprints to build, you know, a facade of the house. And there's mm-hmm. one, I think, at Universal now, right? Yeah, there was one in Orlando. And then oh, I think Orlando. now in, they're doing it again in Hollywood. So they took the yeah. same uh, yeah, blueprints and did it over there. <laughs> Which is, you know, it, it's amazing. And, and, and people love to go see it. But there's just something that, you know, about my house that, that I, I mean, I, I built this as a home, you mm-hmm. know, to live in. It, I didn't build this to, like, as some sort of prop, you know, yeah, prop or museum or whatever. It's like, you know, my cat is <laughs> right here beside me asleep, yeah. you know. This is my life every day. And, and I think there's, there's just something um, that other fans growing up watching this movie, like me, for you know 30 years it mm-hmm. just it sort of resonates with them and they get it and that's why we have just so many people come from from all over to spend halloween here and i try to make it the absolute best it can be so yeah and i and that's great like the fact that you haven't gone you know what i'm kind of over halloween this year i'm just gonna like i can yeah. i can see when you take a break from the party every now and then but like be, yeah. the overall holiday like you never i don't see you and emily going like we're gonna go to hawaii this year and just drop all the pumpkins <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah, no, no way, no way. But it's funny, like, this year I was, I was planning, because of all this stuff with, you know, L.A. and everything, I was just kind of burnt, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
we're taking um and the plan was we're still doing we're taking a week vacation we're driving up north like all the way up to connecticut and stuff Mm -hmm. to see the fall leaves and everything so we're going to kind of take we were planning to just take a week and not do the halloween party or anything and then of course i broke down and decided to do it and i'm making it bigger and better than ever so you know how long (laughs) it's going to be till halloween's on saturday again (laughs) exactly that's what it sounds like it's on a saturday it's like i can't can't not do it so yeah um, it's just a ton i put a ton of work and effort and and not only you know money into it as well so mm-hmm. um but you know it's when you have 300 people on your lawn and everyone's telling you you know thank you for making my halloween so much fun i mean that's that's priceless to me you oh, know? yeah so that's what drives me you know to do it especially since like there's a lot of if you're not into like horror movies or the actual season of halloween you can really have a lame halloween for like seven years straight you know like i guess we'll go downtown i guess i'll go over to my friend's house and drink you know and yeah, just... that's what everyone does here they go to this big downtown party and it's nothing yeah that's what it is it's just a you know there's not one like actually carved jack-o'-lantern to be seen anywhere you know? yeah it's, like, it's not the like that drives me crazy so. yeah it's not the trick-or-treat downtown party you know like everybody wishes yeah. their downtown had <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, well, <laughs> right, that's awesome but yeah we like, i think it's like every year probably a couple um a couple days before our big event we have like a pumpkin carving like kind of party so i get all my friends to come over to the house and we carve like you know 20 or 30 jack-o'-lanterns oh, that's awesome party, so. now does the the place you get the jack-o'-lanterns from do they kind of cut you a deal <laughs> or do you guys just go like you know Publix, you know six yeah, bucks yeah i mean i go to um i mean i get them you know from walmart they're pretty cheap there or whatever but i yeah. also go to a lot of like local farms to get um I like to just pick pumpkins out of the patch. You They're have really to. expensive and overpriced, but right. But you just got to have that experience. But yeah, so I get them like, kind of like I don't know. I'm just it's it's like impulse. It's like when you go up to the the checkout, like the grocery store, and there's like the bubble gum setting there. Mm-hmm. See, if I see a pumpkin yeah. <laughs> anywhere, that's how I am. I'm just like, oh well, you know, we could use a couple more pumpkins. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just fill up the cart with pumpkins, and Emily, she just rolls her eyes, you know, yeah. whatever. Now. <laughs> God. Now, do you guys have like a carving set at home? Like a really nice professional carving set or do you do like the the motorized pumpkin carving? No, no, we're we're just straight old school. We have the big spoons and just the butcher knives. The plastic. And, and, you know, and a couple of those yeah, a couple of those really shitty plastic sets that uh-huh. basically I can't do anything with those, but Emily can work wonders with those little you know, those little Tabs. cheap carving kits. Yeah. Oh yeah! Every time I use them, it's it, I, I usually for each one you buy, I feel like you just break them all. With yeah, a that's what I do. I just stick it in there, and it just bends to the side and breaks. But Emily, she can carve like this masterpiece in, and I'm just like, so I'm just like, fuck it, and I get the giant butcher knife, and I just carve like a traditional jack o' lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to, I guess, actual Halloween news. Halloween oh, returns. Man. Have you heard about this project before today? Um. Yes, basically, basically any Halloween thing that's ever announced, no matter how minor it is, mm-hmm. it fills up my inbox, <laughs> <laughs> nice. or, or people post it to my page. Like it's like, oh, Halloween is let's send let's send it to Kenny, which is cool. So it's I, I don't really have to go out and look for it. It just kind of comes to me. Anything you know, Halloween, but, right? Which is awesome. But but yeah, no, I'm excited about this. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a Halloween film, mm-hmm. and um. This guy who's writing it directed, you know, he did the collector, and I love that. And, yeah, um, 
Marcus you know, Dunstan, he, I think is the name. Yeah, Dunstan. Yeah, and and he's written. Um, he seems like a very competent writer. So, and you know that they're trying to kind of bring it back to the original vibe. And mm-hmm. now, is it still? Uh, Ac- was it Acid? Acid is his name. Uh, is it still his production team that's that's handling the han- the Halloween franchise? Yeah, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I, even with the Rob Zombie movies, I know it still went through him. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll all, yeah, they'll, they'll always be a part of it. Yeah, it's just strange to me because I hadn't heard anything about this movie since this kind of blow-up today. And it, usually you kind of see, you get little things here and there and tidbits of them kind of like teasing and stuff. And it just seems like they're trying to stay very tight-lipped about this new one coming out. I know. And then this guy does a two-hour interview with a fan. Right, on like a podcast. And, and, like, and then the fan the fan loses the majority of it. Like, yeah. what an epic fail. If I, and of course... If I would have did an interview like that and, and lost the stuff, I wouldn't even. I don't even know if I would have posted I, it. People would have ripped me. I would have got so. People would have probably came down here and burned down my house. Right? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? You had these answers yeah. on a silver platter, and you just. Oh yeah. It, like it pops and cracks, and then like they like yeah, like, they just lose part of it. Like I can't believe it, but it's that's insane. But, it's, but I, like in stuff like today in this interview, I mean, it's hard for me to believe pretty much anything that comes. I mean, it's, there seems like every you know four or five months or some sort of big you know news that comes out mm-hmm. but i mean my thing is until they're actually on set filming it that's like, when it's happening i feel like everything is just some sort of you know oh like a like, marketing ploy <laughs> yeah. okay marcus yeah you're on you're doing a podcast with a fan yeah you're making this movie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> nah. and he even said like they just did a few tests you know like screen tests with the new michael myers and stuff like that but nothing's technically still 100 percent solid yeah. You know, and that's and what kind of worries me. Yeah, it never is with Halloween. But no, I'm I'm excited about, you know, this guy and the story. It sounds um I mean, it sounds fine to me. I mean, I'm pretty open at this point, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, especially with the sequels. Like I I know like I was reading some comments when people were talking about it and they were just saying how like this does not, you know, homage anything to the original movie. And I was like, have you seen like the last 6 or yeah. 7, you know, like <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think to where we are now, it's. I mean, it it, it is good. To, we need a change of a change of pace. Definitely, like, seriously. Yeah. yeah, and this whole concept of like you know, like they finally caught Michael, and he's like you know, like gonna get like the chair, you know, and then there's kids, I guess, that were like the the kids of somebody, the people that got yeah, killed. Yeah, gets killed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's supposed to take place like after I don't know two or there's yeah they said after three, three. three doesn't really exist in this world but so. could you imagine how cool it would be if they say no like one two and three do exist so in like this four like the semi-new four movie they yes. have like season of the witch stuff here and there just oh just man that w- i mean it is halloween well uh, it's not it's halloween returns but technically it's kind of the third one so right um yeah, I don't know. He 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 should throw in some sort of little season of the of the witch thing, right? Yeah, or even like a news report that you know, like that the yeah. whole thing that <laughs> happened in that town with the the morphing mask. Like, I think hardcore fans would lose their shit and you know be so ecstatic <laughs> about that. Or or they would just bitch because it's pandering or something, right? Oh, they're just trying to get those fans. They don't even care, yeah. you know. Halloween three sucked anyway. Why are they putting that stuff in there? It's <laughs> ruined the movie for me. Yeah, that, oh, God. <laughs> So that sounds really cool, and I'm, I'm hoping it's real. I mean, we'll, uh, the news just kind of really came out today about it. Um, so you'll get you'll hear more. Um, yeah, hopefully they start filming it this year, man. That'd be cool to have um, 
or next year. Hopefully, I'm assuming it probably won't come out till late next year or 2017. So it's we still have a while. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know they're kind of like I think I feel like everybody's waiting for the other slasher to come out again. You know, like nobody wants to be that first slasher that comes out because it would be like yeah. the the <laughs> second or third revamp of like Jason and Freddy. You know, like so I think Halloween's just kind of waiting for New Line to kind of like jump in place real quick. Yeah, and they're do- I can't believe they're doing a total like another reboot of Nightmare and stuff or whatever. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just oh god, it's it just I don't it's know. It, it's admitting defeat, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't like I mean, do what Halloween Returns is doing. It's like don't completely just abandon everything. Yeah, abandon everything. Just kind of like let's pick and choose mm-hmm. kind of what's good, what what people like, what works, and kind of expand on that story you know yeah it's like if you're just gonna retell the same original story over and over and over again it's like yeah. what is the point yeah it's the whole batman origins thing where like people are like i'm so tired of seeing bruce wayne's parents get killed <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like these superman movies i cannot believe these superman movies are even like in theaters anymore oh like, yeah I, like, to me like i just don't like it's been rebooted so many times, or you know, and, and like Spider Man and stuff. It's like yeah. I, I just have no interest at all in watching any. I haven't seen any of the news, you know, the new ones. Yeah, so. and I don't blame you because I I have another podcast called Space Dragon, and we talk about kind of like you know comics and video games and stuff like that. And they, we get brought up like Superman and the new Batman movie, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And then everyone, like my co-hosts, are just like, really, you were gonna really gonna watch that piece yeah. of crap? And I was just I like. Mean- I honestly, at this point, they've ruined so much stuff that, like, yeah. I just don't care anymore. To me, it's just like a popcorn flick. If it sucks, all yeah, right, Yeah, for next. sure. I mean, if you're into superhero and comic movies, you have to see them, you know? But right. me, it's kind of like, I'm kind of like, well, I like the Batman movies. Uh-huh. You know, that's kind of how I feel about the whole comic world. Yeah. You know, the Batman movies are a little spooky and dark, and that's kind of why I gravitate towards them. I've never been a huge fan into, like, you know, into the big comic series, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, you know... They are really fun, but I just I cannot watch the reboots that they just do it over and over and over again. Yeah, and just kind of like, well, maybe Ben Affleck will be good. It's just like, yeah. all right, just, just... <laughs> I know. it's like, who 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 are we gonna get next? Yeah, Ugh, <laughs> it hurts. Uh, well, you brought up Nightmare on Elm Street. Hollywood, man, it's Hollywood. Yeah, I'm it you. hurts, man. And you know what? I feel like we're slowly bringing it back because, like, look, Georgia has a huge like film incentive now to start filming things out there, and it's. I feel yeah, like I know the North like everything was being shot in North Carolina and they just uh, I think messed with their incentives so everything is going to Georgia now. Oh really? That's yeah. a bummer. I mean it's like kind of like down the road, I guess, but yeah. not really, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but it's still but honestly it's still Hollywood. I mean right. it's like I mean they do have local crews, but it's it's all the big Hollywood people coming out here running it. They're just kind of using Georgia is slave labor. <laughs> you're 100 yeah, like, right. They're just flying out their minions from Hollywood, you know. Like, yeah, and they're just like, okay, go get some of these backwoods people that are halfway decent with a camera or who can lift like rocks and boulders and move lights. Yeah, they'll, they'll sweat out on the Walking Dead sets. It's fine, you know. God, but yeah, but yeah, you brought up Nightmare on Elm Street earlier. Um, we lost Wes Craven. Not too oh, long ago. Brutal, man. It's, it's horrible. Now, I know, really yeah, I know you're a huge uh, Halloween fan, but I also know you're a huge Scream fan. Those, yes, those are like I your am. two big, uh, you know, loves. And how did that how did that kind of affect you? I know that day I just kind of sat on the couch for a while and just didn't really do anything, no. you know? It bummed me well, out. 
it's it's funny because I've been going, you know, I mean, I've been a hollow, you know, a horror fan pretty much my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now that I'm older, I mean, a lot of these movies they mean a lot to me, and you just don't really know what you know like what they mean to you mm-hmm. um, until like you know certain moments or whatever. And and in the past, you know, five or six years, because I've been going to I think horror conventions for fifteen years now, mm-hmm. and in the past, you know, five years we've been losing, you know some people and, and, and you know some you know well all of them it's very sad yeah you know? especially, especially like, like betsy palmer like that one i was like you yeah know? i was, I was like because she was such a nice lady i mean when, when you would go to conventions she would have this huge smile on her face she would wear the sweater she wore uh-huh. and every time her yeah yeah at the time and she would wear it and you know and, and take pictures with fans but you know she was getting older so it's kind of like you know it, it wasn't as shocking or whatever but right you know, Wes Craven, he just did, you know, Scream 4, and, you know, I follow him on Instagram and all those things, and he posts pictures all the time, and I just had no idea he was battling in any of this. Yeah, and, he kept it very secretive, because I remember he, yeah. he was, yeah, he literally posted something about sharing somebody's, like, and that's the great thing about Wes, is that he was excited for other people's love for the genre, and try to share their little projects that they're coming up with. And I think literally the last retweet he did before he died was like somebody else's small, tiny project. Just saying like, congratulations. I'm so glad this this is getting like, you know, picked up. Yeah. I mean, he, he seemed like a really good guy. And again, he he was just like on a set of like a movie he was working on, I think, or something he was doing. He was doing three. I think their sci-fi was doing three uh, series. And they were kind of like, one was an adaptation of People Under the Stairs, like as a series for sci-fi. And there's like two other ones. And like, he was like very active in them, you know? And yeah. So it was like, it was like the furthest thing from my my brain and think that, you know, something would happen. Yeah. And I I came home like from my friend's house. um, I forget what we were watching. Um, God, what was it? I don't know. Anyway, I, I came home and I, I you know, pull up the Facebook feed, yeah. and it is just nothing but Wes Craven. I mean, like, literally every single post right. was Wes Craven. Yeah. And and I was just like, I mean, it took me a second, like, Wes Craven? Like, I just, it just, I, I didn't expect it, you know? Yeah. But, but I, um, yeah, I actually, I think almost 10 years to the day when he died, I met him, you know, 10 years ago at a convention, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I got him to sign my Scream DVD, and I, I remember him, like, laughing because he wrote over um, Drew Barrymore's face. <laughs> and he was, like, he was like, sorry, Drew. And, you know, we talked for a second. Yeah. And it was just, he was really happy to be there, you know. And he's, he, he always seemed like a very humble guy. Like, I've never heard one person be like, well, Wes Craven's such a fucking asshole, you know, like, we're never going to work with him again. Or, you know, he says bad mouth, you know, stuff at conventions. Like, it was always, like, yeah. super humble, always willing to shake a hand and take a photo with people. Absolutely, man. And again, looking back, I mean, his career was huge. You know, he oh, did yeah. he did so so much stuff. You know, so much like really risky stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, in the seventies, and was able to bring that all the way up to scream. You know, and be you know completely break all the walls down. Yeah, and I mean, just that's what I was telling a coworker the other day is that you know when horror was dying in the nineties, like Wes brought it back to life. Like he took yeah. a, pad, a shock pad and just. I mean, he like yeah, he ripped it like out of like people thought horror was an absolute joke, mm-hmm. you know, like especially like Hollywood and stuff like that. I mean, horror movies are like you know, right? They don't make any money or whatever. And and I remember, um, Scream was so big that it got re-released in theaters. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
And then you, you had know. the whole scary movie franchise that just took off of yeah. that, you know? And those movies made a ton of money on top of that. And then it really brought those guys like, you know, Eli Roth and James Wan out of the woodworks to really kind of, like, make their own horrors and put them in theaters. Cause, or else I don't even think they would have a theater release, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really, I really doubt it. I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, even even the 80s, you know, with Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. he had a huge part in that. I mean, like... I forget some article I read, but, um, you know, Freddy Krueger is one of the most internationally recognized names, you know, Uh and just faces of, like, next to Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Like, like, literally, Freddy Krueger is the biggest horror icon icon that there ever, yeah, that that, that there there has ever been as far, you know, as people knowing Freddy Krueger. He is the look of nightmares, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Wes Craven, man, he made some, you know, amazing films. And it's just crazy to see, like, just the variety of just in horror that he was able to make and make it work. You know, he tried so many different things. Right, yeah. Some he failed, but majority of it were successes. But I'm just... And just like I'm happy to have yeah. you know, his films. <laughs> just like Halloween three, like you still have those cult fans that like you know was it Shocker? Was yeah, that people love Shocker. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, and then was it uh, Last House on the Left? Kind of really brought that gritty seventies like horror, you yeah. know, the f- full face. Yeah, the movie is brutal. I, can't, I cannot watch that movie. I watched it once, and it's just it's too much for me. It is, yeah. <laughs> I watched it like when I was trying to like really get back into horror, and I watched it, and then I brought like Emily, and I was like, "Hey, you should watch this." And, we, and I hadn't seen it in such a long time, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe like, we should turn whoops. this off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should watch the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, right. <laughs> the puppy Bowl's on. Great. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, and I, I just went to um, we there's this awesome theater around here. It does retro screenings, and they did uh, People Under the Stairs. Oh, very cool. Oh man, it was one of the best um, crowd theater experiences that I've ever had. Really, it was it was a riot, man. People loved it, you know, because it's so ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's very campy, um, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and some of the stuff in there is just so outrageous and fun. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it, it played great in the theater. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Sad moment. Yeah, um, in the horror world, man. Yeah, we 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 lost him, and we lost um, Roddy Piper not too long ago too yeah. from They Live, and it's just yeah. it's really sad to like you go around these conventions and you see, uh, you know, all the guys sitting behind their tables that's like selling their eight by tens, and you know, you're like, I'll I'll just get it next year, or I'll meet them another time, and then you see these news reports, and it's like that's that's it, like. You lost your chance, yeah, you know. I know, yeah. I don't, I don't mess around like with people that you know that I love and want to meet or whatever. I try to, mm-hmm. I try to see them. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> like, have to. This, like, like the second John Carpenter did one convention, I just you know went out to meet him. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> God, and yeah. it, dude, he actually had a stroke here in Florida when he did a convention. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, it's... it was so scary because it was like I was literally going to go meet him. I went out to lunch, and then I came back, and there's ambulances everywhere. And they're like, "We just they just took Don Carpenter to the hospital," and I was like, "No, <laughs> like not yeah. just just because you know he's John freaking Carpenter." Don't die on me now. Yeah, man. <laughs> just wait another day. And he no. was such a humble guy. He came back to the convention and finished out his run and signed everybody's stuff, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, John. You know, he's he's. He's cool. I mean, he, I like John because he kind of like 
he doesn't like he doesn't play the game like a lot of people, you know. Right. He just kind of does what he wants to do. I mean, he's kind of the king of I'm not doing any sequels. Right. Yeah. Type of guy. I mean, he's very true to what he believes in and what's he, what he wants to do. And of course, he hasn't been as successful as a lot of other people because mm-hmm. he's not very good at you know at just saying yes to a check or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, um, which you know, which is sad because we haven't seen like a big budget, you know, Carpenter movie in a while, and I, and I'm like, and it's so surprising to me that all you know, like of all these different movies getting made, you know, and and the Blumhouse and you know the the movies don't have these huge budgets that that no one is giving John Carpenter right, like <laughs> John Carpenter a little bit of money to make a movie, you know, because yeah. I, I think he has all kinds of ideas, he just hasn't had anyone who's really. You could get that um, like perfect DP to sit with him and be like, I've loved all your angles and the wide shots and the way you kind of shot your films. Like, let's try and recapture that in this new big budget film. You know, it's just, yeah. I don't get the whole Hollywood, like, it's there over, it's done. Because he tried to do, what was it, The Ward that came out with Amber yeah. Heard? And like, it didn't even really technically look like a John Carpenter film watching it. And I was like, that's the problem is that he needs the right people that love John Carpenter films working with him. Well, I, th- I think one thing that's, you know, that is great about John, but I think it's also kind of, you know, bad and works against him is that he loves new technology mm, right. and stuff like that. He, like, he loves doing, you know, he wants it to be, which is great. I think that's the way you need to be, mm-hmm. you know, as a filmmaker. Move forward, or whatever. Yeah. But there's just something about John, like, in that kind of retro, like, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to explain. It's like, they they won't give him you know the budget or enough creative control to kind of elevate it you know what i'm saying right. so he just kind of gets stuck in that it looks like everything else type of you know movie right you know and if they would give him that budget you know and the people and the time and the control i think he could do something that would break you know some boundaries and be like a true carpenter classic you know, film cuz he, yeah. he's good at capturing those incredible landscapes those giant you know, kind of open scenes or whatever, but and even bright colors. I've always noticed he has a very cool, like widescreen bright colors, like a uh, big trouble in little China look. You know, yeah, like, I yeah. That's another thing. It's like everything's so controlled and cal- you know calculated with all these different you know releases. I mean, we are getting some different stuff now, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he he likes to do just totally original kind of works and, and you know and, and i don't know just a lot of people aren't willing to gamble on that which is you know is sad if i had millions of dollars i'd you know <laughs> that's where you put john. yeah john <laughs> yeah. let's work on something <laughs> yeah but hopefully we see something from it right but. and it's cool that he's doing his soundtracks you know like the soundtrack that he just put out was great on vinyl like i love hearing his new stuff yeah his music it's i mean, I love it, man. It's incredible to me. And and it's funny, I kind of like weirdly broke this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I posted a comment um on his page. He was working with um some I forget what the guy's name is to do some sort of uh collaboration and he's a part of the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And I I posted on there. I was like, you know, all all this sounds awesome. I can't wait for it, but I was all, I also said, you know, please think about touring. Yeah, I would love to see you tour. And he replied to me, and that was the first time he had ever said anything about it. But he said that they're going to do a handful of tour dates, and he's doing an additional album next year. So John Carpenter, live, you know, is supposed to yeah live, <laughs> you know, so, which is oh man, that's going to be amazing. So yeah, 
that's really cool. Like you kind of like poked the bear a little bit, like yeah. You know? And he's gonna put together a live show, which is you know, hopefully you know he plays his new soundtrack music. But could you imagine like going to a John Carpenter show and he plays like classic, you know, yeah, like some tracks. Of these, yeah, tracks <sighs> that we love. Like seeing that in person. I mean, yeah, that would be incredible. Yes, so. John, stay with yeah. us just a little longer, if not for <laughs> another decade or two. You know. Yeah, I, I, but I'm sure he's probably just going to play, like, New York and L.A. or something. Right, yeah, I know. Be- yeah, hopefully he plays, like, D.C. or something, you know. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to go regardless, but yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm very excited about that. If he plays somewhere between us, we should meet up, and we'll go see John Carpenter. Yeah, like, it, well, Atlanta, Atlanta's a possibility. Yeah. It's normally, like, New York, L.A., like, Washington, D.C., Atlanta. Yeah, I remember Phantomus <laughs> played Atlanta, and I bought tickets, and I was like, I'm doing it, I'm driving, because they weren't playing anywhere near Florida, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Definitely. Well, Kenny, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about Honey thank Spider. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, the film is out October 6th. Uh, pre-order on Amazon, uh, or check it out on Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, Best Buy or whatever. Um. Yeah, and all the information is at HoneySpiderMovie.com, and if you just look up Honey Spider on Facebook or Twitter, Tumblr, um, anything like that, there's information. And hopefully as this podcast comes out, we'll have some places where you can actually go in the store and purchase Honey Spider. Hell it's yes. It's a cool little indie movie, man, and I think um, it's really resonating with um, people that enjoy those small cult films. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew some people you know would like it would hate it whatever it's got a, a slow pacing but it's it's i don't know it's it's people are, are saying that it's capturing the spirit of halloween and there's something about it that that's really kind of resonating with those fans and they're we're already getting this kind of crazy weird little fan base which is is really cool yeah and you, can, really you can't cool. be happier than having people talk to you about you know your film being like the resonating yeah. halloween you know like that's perfect yeah i mean like like all i want to hear is like man like I want to pull out this movie every Halloween and watch it. You know, that's you know that's that's the coolest thing in the world uh-huh. to me. It's just to be a part of those movies, no matter how small of a scale. Right. That there's someone out there who wants to kind of, you know, put Honey Spider in between these lists of amazing films that take place on Halloween. Exactly. And kind of enjoy them. And at least yeah. you're doing it with your you're getting your disc out there before discs are all done with and nobody buys discs anymore. Like at least you'll get that one yeah. last bit out. You know. Well, actually, and I hadn't talked about this. We haven't announced it yet. I'm announcing it this week, but we are releasing Honey Spider on limited edition VHS. What? Yeah, dude, it's going to be amazing. It's 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 going to come with um, like a like a digital copy of the soundtrack, um, with like posters, buttons. Um, so I, I have wow. full control for over the VHS. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that the distribution gave us the rights to do. Uh-huh. So I'm make, trying to make the package just the absolute best it can be. Oh, you but, have yeah. to. Maybe Honey Spider on VHS. Yeah, maybe even print like creases in it. You know, to give it that like vintage look. Oh, it's it's got a vintage look. <laughs> any, anyone who likes the the 80s, you know, who, who grew up going to video stores in the 80s, they're going to have an instant horror boner for for this uh, for this uh, deluxe case. edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Kenny. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, dude, take it easy. I'm glad you came on the show, and I hope to have you back next year. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either be
phrases. End of the month, they're out of two.